It's been a few episodes now, but for those listening for the first time, I have my first sponsor, and I could not think of a better one than mempool.space, a fantastic Bitcoin block explorer. Mempool space is becoming much more than your traditional block explorer. It is becoming a multi-layer explorer from layer zero mempool, layer one blockchain, layer twos like Lightning and Liquid, and a lot more. We're still using Wiz's mempool here at the park, but like most things in my life, I'm moving towards free and open source software. And you get that with this Bitcoin block explorer. So you do not need to trust Wiz's mempool, i.e. mempool.space. You can easily host it yourself. More to come on this front at the park in 2023, especially in May of 2023, when we host basically mempool month here at the park. So give it a shot yourself at mempool.space. There's one scene in one of the episodes of that docu-series where Jimmy Iovine He's talking to like the he gets asked like what did you think of the competition? He was like, I didn't think about it. Like when you're in this game, you gotta be like a racehorse with blinders on. And you don't look at the person on your left, you don't look at the person on your right, you don't worry about what they're doing, just focus on what you're doing. And I took that to heart. When I, I think I, I think it came out like right when I started the newsletter. And I sort of have been applying that mental model to what I do. Like I don't want to try to compete with anybody or um, listen to somebody else's content, read somebody else's content and have that affect what I'm doing. I just want to purely bring my thoughts and my way of producing the content to the world. Welcome to the Builders in Bitcoin podcast, a podcast about the people who bring Bitcoin to life. I'm your host, Rod, and I go by the handle BitKite on Twitter. I had the pleasure of sitting down with my good friend, Marty Bent, founder of TFTC and stalwart defender of Bitcoin. It would be hard to overstate Marty's influence on the Bitcoin community, not just from his content creation, but also from his work and influence in the mining space and the venture world. In this episode, we discuss and dig into building local community at places like Bitcoin Park in Nashville and Bitcoin Commons in Austin, Marty's growing media presence, investing in Bitcoin-focused companies with 1031, mining in the great state of Tennessee, and a lot more. I really enjoyed my conversation with Marty and know you will too. So let's just jump right in. Marty Bent, welcome. How the heck are you? I'm doing well. The tables have turned here. The tables have turned. I now get to spend the next 60 minutes max and ask all the questions and bring up the stories that I want to bring up. No, I'm just joking. Um, But dude, I I can't thank you enough for uh, not only coming to Nashville, but joining me for Builders in Bitcoin. Well. I can't thank you enough for being as good of a friend as you have been throughout the years and for starting this this wonderful place known as the Bitcoin Park. Yeah, man. Um, knock on wood. Uh, if we continue a year from now, it'll be really interesting to see what we've developed here. And it'll be really cool because between me, you, Matt, and Parker, um, some of the stuff that between Commons and the park, I think that we can, if we can execute on half of it, uh, it'll be pretty badass for 2023. Yeah. Part, we had a big Bitcoin Commons meeting yesterday. It was like a three or four hour meeting. Whoa. Me, Parker, Kaylee, um, and a couple others, a couple other members of the Commons just talking about how we want to event plan in 2023. And uh, we're going to have some cool programming next year. And Matt O'Dell's going to have to join us. He just walked into the studio. 
Yeah. Hey, can I give him a can I give him one of these? <laughs> Matt doesn't get shoot. Matt does not get shoot. Uh he did shoot me, by the way. I actually like was thinking about it. Well, I asked him to. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good. That's good. Um speaking of, and I'm, this is a good segue, uh, the natural people that walk in to the park and also will be able to walk in to the commons is like our unfair advantage uh, in terms of building a community. Um, when I visited, I want to say a month ago and we did the pod, um, it was so dang cool. I mean, I was busy for those 48 hours just meeting with just friends, Bitcoiners, people, um, and it was a whirlwind. And um, if uh, you guys are doing this and as you guys continue to do this, getting those folks involved in the commons in that space um, will be will be freaking awesome. Yeah. The vibe's always energetic in the comments and especially during weeks where we have events at night, whether it's a BitDevs meetup, Austin Bitcoin Club meetup, the Lightning Devs meetup, Bitcoin Design meetup. Um, the days of those meetups are the best because the uh, the com commons is full. You have people coming in from all over not only the, the country but the world. Um, uh, if they're in town, they're going to stop by the commons. It's an unfair advantage. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then, um, so I'll say this. So you have the studio in the commons, which is also awesome. So by the way, anyone who's thinking about visiting, go visit Austin and go visit Marty and knock on his door and go see his studio. It is super high quality. I think Kaylee set that up for you. Yeah. Kaylee and I worked very closely together and Parker. You have to give Parker some props here too on designing that studio. Um, we're a bit space constrained. So we had to get some uh, creative thinking going yeah. to, to fit everything in there and make it feel comfortable. Yeah. We're, we're still, uh, bootstrapping it here, as you can see with all the wiring and, you know, Tom's been bootstrapping and our producer here. Um, we're going to get there, uh, sooner than later. But this is like a purpose built room for recording. It's perfect. Yes. Um, we are very thankful for that. It's funny. People are like, they come in and immediately think like, oh my God, how much Bitcoin did you guys spend on all the, the decking it out? I'm like, actually the only thing we spent, uh, money on was those dang piece of shit chairs that are in that, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. Um, but dude, let me ask the first question that I really want to ask. Um, you now, and it's been awesome to see starting with uh, TFDC. Now you're a venture partner or partner at 1031 partner. Yes. Awesome. Um, and shout out to those guys. I can, I can go on a tangent and speak about those guys and how uh, awesome they are. And then also you're a co-founder of a mining company. Mm -hmm. Standard Bitcoin. Standard Bitcoin. So if someone asks you like, you know, off the street, like, like, what do you do? How do you answer that? I've had to answer this question a lot recently due to um, the fact that I've been meeting a lot of my oldest son's classmates, parents, and <laughs> it's uh uh, I always say, like, uh, I run a media company and I'm a partner at a venture capital firm. Uh, when I'm going to them, like, I, I keep Bitcoin on the back back end if they ever delve deeper. Like, yeah. oh, what type of media? What type of hey, venture capital? Are you on Twitter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't>, oh, <laughs> yeah. The, yes, I am. Please don't look at it. Um, I, want, I want my son to be able to get into to meet schools, up with, meet up with your kids and get into schools moving forward. But yeah, no, it is weird. Like, what do I do? Um, yeah, that's. I run a media company. I'm a partner in a venture capital firm. 
uh, focused on Bitcoin. Like when, once they like dive deeper, like, oh, what do you do? It's like focus on on Bitcoin and then inevitably like, oh, crypto, it's crazy. I'm like, not crypto, yeah. like Bitcoin. I'm very focused on Bitcoin specifically. Um, I, I think I always say I think crypto is noise. Yeah, one, one area, I, and not to jump in, but uh, when they say the word crypto or so on, I'm like, look, I actually know almost nothing about crypto. And I know a little bit about Bitcoin, the monetary network, the capital B, as well as the asset, the lowercase b. Um, but if you have any Bitcoin questions, I'm happy to answer. But crypto, I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like last night, we I was telling you, my wife and I took our oldest uh, on like a walking lights tour in the park That's in awesome. Austin. And we ran into uh, one of our neighbors and their kids and... He walked up and he's like, oh, FTX, are you doing okay? I was like, yeah, I'm doing fine. Um, was not involved with FTX. None of the companies yeah. I'm associated with were um, holding assets at FTX. We, uh, we've been actually calling FTX out for a while. It's funny. Like, uh, I'll go – even though we have the best coffee here at uh, the park, uh, I still – I wake up too early to come to the park uh, and, and do it myself. So I'll go and, and get a cup of coffee around like – four or five a.m. and the barista who knows me now i'm like disheveled tired he's like rod are you okay i'm like what, what? no it's just early i need my coffee he's like no i you know it, i heard bitcoin collapsed i'm like bitcoin yeah the bitcoin the capital b monetary network is fine oh you're talking about ftx like yeah yeah, yeah. i'm like okay um you know bitcoin's sixteen thousand dollars right now it's closer to 17 now oh let's go I'm like, and that's the one thing I, I, I keep bringing up to people. I'm like, it's $16,000 a coin. Like, that's still pretty significant if you really think about it. If you've been in long enough, I'm like, it still boggles my mind. Um, and then I kind of do the quick, like, less than 30-second explainer on Bitcoin, not crypto. And then I'm like, thanks for the coffee. Talk later. <laughs> Join, come to our meetup page, bitcoinpark.co. See ya. <laughs> um yeah, I know. It, and, you know, it's like that meme. It's like it's also tiresome or tiring or whatever with the, the – Yeah, the it's guy. also tiresome. Yeah. But I will say like the folks um, that are consistent, especially folks that are building uh, uh, content and creating content from scratch like you have been consistently for so long. Like not to blow smoke up your ass, but dude, I, you have the best Bitcoin-focused media company in the world. And your daily newsletter, your TFTC podcast, and then your weekly show with Matt, Rabbit Hole Recap, is like a must-listen show. So like um, there's three um, Rabbit Hole Recap must-listen every week. Like I, I tune in and I'm like, all right, looking for that download. I'll dox myself, but all in the all-in podcast I listen to pretty much every week as well. I've started listening to that recently just to see how that – Side of the market. Sachs is based. Freeberg is pretty based. You know, Chamath comes with like interesting points, but it's very like, you know, VC narrative driven. And then Calicanus, you know, is what it is. It is what it is. But it's just good to like catch up on what is kind of happening in the world because I don't watch any TV, nor do I subscribe to any uh, New York Times or any of that uh, BS now. Um, in my humble opinion, you do your own research, by the way. Um, so it's just like a good way to recap. It's similar to Bitcoin, you know, like your guys going in, I mean, it's freaking two and a half hours, you know, pretty much, but it's like awesome to like 
you know, on commutes, on walks, on whatever, just to catch up on what, what I potentially have been missing, even though my time, capital and reputation is all in on Bitcoin. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I'm incredibly lucky as you know, cause you work with them closely as well to have Matt as a, a co-host and a partner, um, for rabbit hole recap. Lucky that we lived right around the corner from each other in Brooklyn yeah. when we first started the show and we're able to meet up in person and really hone our craft and develop a rapport and become brothers essentially. And that's um, no, been a rabbit hole recap is something I look forward to every week. That's awesome. And that's what you really want. It's funny, like when I was telling Matt, I, I wanted to do this Builders and Bitcoin podcast and um, you're going to come on pod 256 right after this with Tom, your co-founder on Standard Bitcoin. And then I'm doing this uh, policy weekly show. Just there's a whole another uh, purpose there. But I'm doing all these podcasts, and then Matt comes in. He's like, "Rod, you're the most bougie podcaster ever. You have the, <laughs> you have the best Bitcoin podcasting studio. You have the, one of the best producers to help you produce the and edit the shows and get them out there." Me and Marty back in the day, we our mics wouldn't work half the time. You know, we forget to record. We do all these things. My wife would walk in yeah. middle of the episode. <laughs> I remember like, what are you that. guys doing? <laughs> yeah. Dinner's ready. Um, but uh, uh, going on the content side, because I think we've seen a prolif. And uh, we'll go into all three of those. So media um, investing and uh, mining, uh, but specifically on the media side. Uh, we've seen a proliferation, it feels like, of Bitcoin-focused content, which I think is great, but also crypto content. Um, I'm curious to know from your opinion because uh, – and we could bring up some of these stories. A lot of people have been inspired by you and Matt to kind of – including myself, by the way, to find a voice or have a voice and then actually put it out there. Um, what do you think about all the the content that's being created? I I think – so I will say this. Maybe people will get – I don't know if people get offended by this. I think it's great that all the content's being created. I don't listen to any of it yeah, or watch any of it. And this is just part of my strategy that I've always implemented. Like I'll listen, like I'll give, like Citadel Dispatch is like the only one where I really want to dive into like a technical conversation. Like I'll, I'll listen to Citadel Dispatch. But outside of that, I've always had this mentality for my own product, did you ever watch the uh, Jimmy Iovine, Dr. Dre documentary on HBO? Way back in the day. And there's one scene in one of the episodes of that docu-series where Jimmy Iovine, he's talking, like, the, he gets asked, like, what did you think of the competition? He was like, I didn't think about it. Like, when you're in this game, you got to be like a racehorse with blinders on. And you don't look at the person on your left. You don't look at the person on your right. You don't worry about what they're doing. Just focus on what you're doing. And I took that to heart. Well, I think I, I think it came out like right when I started Hell yeah. the newsletter and I sort of have been applying that mental model to what I do. Like I don't want to try to compete with anybody or um, listen to somebody else's content, read somebody else's content and have that effect what I'm doing. I just want to purely bring my thoughts and my way of producing the content to the world um, without – like worrying about what other people are doing or like trying to compete with them or outcompete them. I totally understand. And I, I I'll say this, like the pie continues to grow larger so that people can find, because I, I do think you have a unique voice and unique perspective where a lot of people love it 
some people may not, you know, have the the vibe for TFDC and and um, uh, but that doesn't mean you don't need an all encompassing podcast, meaning all encompassing Bitcoin focused podcast where you may have somebody in the other spectrum. Like, for example, by the way, you went on Glenn Beck's show. <laughs> that was pretty freaking dope, by the way. It was not a fun like, experience. How did you walk me through that whole process? Well, I've developed a good relationship with the CEO of Blaze Media, which is Glenn's media company. Um, he's uh, the CEO uh, of Blaze is into Bitcoin. Uh, his name's Tyler, and he started reading the newsletter, listening to the podcast, and started like a, a DMing uh, relationship, and then we eventually met in person uh, over the summer in Austin, and um, he he was my internal champion at Blaze to get on Glenn, so that's how I got my foot in the door. I went up uh, to do another one of their podcasts, um, Stu Does America, uh, a couple months ago, and was able to meet Glenn in person. And had like a 20 to 30 minute conversation with him and Tyler. And we uh, had a really good relationship. He was surprisingly like really approachable, very down to earth, not pompous at all. And we had a good conversation about Bitcoin and civil liberties in today's day and age because he's a really big um, like revolutionary history buff and oh, cool. really loves the Constitution. So we riffed on that. And then, yeah, during that conversation, he was like, I want you to come on the show. And so like a couple weeks later. I was back in Dallas on his show. That's, I, I will say this, like when you are listening to a personality or reading a personality's tweets or letter, um, newsletters and so on, and then meeting that person in person is like almost a night and day experience. I feel like even like comedians and other people, I'm not night and day. It's just like, it's not a hundred percent the person they are. Like, yeah. I don't think you bring your whole, full, whole Marty Bent you know, Marty Jones self to your kid's preschool, do you? No, definitely not. Um, and that's the other thing, like, yeah, the uh, Marty Bent, Marty Jones, it's a way for me to, it's like a cathartic release on, um, a cathartic and creative release for me to get some of these thoughts I have in my mind, like out to the world via different mediums. Yeah. And so going back to kind of like, uh, you know, what you're doing. So you got this great media company that is just humming now. And then you decided to go, of course, go in, you know, into the investing world and <laughs> become a partner at 1031. I have my own personal, uh, uh, not, I'm not calling you an influencer. You're my boy. Uh, but it's like a lot of these influencer VCs have popped up, right? Uh, you know, either they started a podcast or they're going into podcasting and then building up you know, and then they make a lot of investments, you know, and then a lot of those investments now are like, you know, a Tom Brady with FTX, a uh, Pomp with BlockFi and so on. And it just like comes crashing down in a bad way. So uh, a two part question. One is, uh, did you ever think you were going to be in uh, uh, a partner at an investing firm? One. And then two, where do you see the landscape of investing in Bitcoin out of curiosity? <sighs> Did I ever see myself? I never knew. Like, I always knew I wanted to get back in the finance. Mm -hmm. or, and I wouldn't even know if we consider venture capital the, fine, the type of finance I was doing out of college. But I've always been enamored with investing and um, those types of topics. And uh, so I, I didn't 
No, I didn't really ever see myself becoming a venture capitalist, but, and it's still weird to even hear that phrase come out of my mouth, but um, been around Bitcoin for a while, developed a good relationship with Matt. Obviously, we've been business partners for uh, four and a half years now, uh, and then uh, have developed a good relationship with Michael Tanguma, who's another partner um, at 1031, and then got the pleasure of meeting Grant and Jonathan, who are the founders of 1031 last year, and developing a rapport with them. And it was a bit serendipitous in how it all came together. Um, and yeah, I never really saw myself like, becoming a venture capitalist, but um, I think what happened was like I, I've been writing and producing a podcast about the space for over five years now. And that's one thing that always pissed me off is like, you see all these crypto projects get hundreds of millions. I mean, hundreds of millions, collectively billions of dollars worth of funding. And it's obvious to me that they're all short-term pump and dumps that aren't going to be around for a while. And I would even argue that they may be a bit immoral and that they lead people astray from the true signal, which is Bitcoin. And then via the podcast specifically, like having Many like many individuals who are working on the core protocol, who are building businesses on the space, who are thinking about Bitcoin from a macroeconomic perspective for years. And some of the smartest people I've ever met have come through my studio, proverbial studio. Um, and it just always shocked me that it was very hard for Bitcoin companies to raise money, um, considering how foundational they will be. Um, moving into the future. And so um, considering my background in finance and economics and uh, the fact that I've been around Bitcoin for nine years now, which is hard to believe and feel like I have a good grasp on the space and know where the signal is and know, um, or I won't say I know, I like to think I have a good idea of where things are going to develop in terms of custody, lightning, um, hardware, mining totally all that stuff it it just made sense to me the opportunity presented itself and um it's a really good opportunity to work um with really good people it's matt michael jonathan grant um and then not only work together with them but work together towards bringing about what we're all extremely passionate about which is ushering the world into a bitcoin standard and doing it how we deem to be the right way by supporting the companies who are doing it the right way in our yeah. perspective and it's the right way is not always the easiest fastest way like it like it was in crypto where you could raise money and get a 10x in uh, less than a year 100x exactly in less than two years um really focused on the foundational base layer of the, the new monetary and financial system that would be built upon bitcoin a couple uh, keywords that came out of that, and that was awesome. Uh, the relationships that you've been able to build, so that you can trust uh, as most as best possible to then spend your time with these folks, and in a VC type relationship, you definitely you your uh, incentivizing your outcome is financially driven, which is great. But this seems like more it's purpose driven, which aligns to your core beliefs in helping. Bitcoin-focused entrepreneurs build the things that you want to see built. So you mentioned all of those different areas from lightning, uh, signing devices, to mining, to whatever else. And they all come by your uh, uh, TFTC, they come by your DMs and so on. And then you get to play a role in helping 
finance uh, or stimulate these folks to get from zero to one or one to 10. And that's freaking dang cool. On the, Conversely, you mentioned on the crypto side, like crypto VCs or VCs in general, it's like looking to quickly do the media side first, prop them up, big flashy press release and get a bunch of buzz without the actual stake there. And I feel like you guys are concentrating on the stake first and then providing the sizzle later on down the line. Yeah. And that's, again, this is all serendipitous and it's like one of those things where you put your head down, you write a newsletter, you do a podcast, you talk to as many people in the industry as possible and you develop trust with them where they're like, Hey, I'm, I want to come on your podcast because I think you know what you're talking about and can um, really get the signal out of um, me and get, get my message out to the world. And um, that's another part of 1031 uh, in our value prop is the fact that a lot of these Bitcoin only companies want Bitcoiners as investors, as capital providers, where yeah, up yeah. to up until recently, that's that's been a great theme over the last year is more Bitcoin specific venture funds uh, and funds out there. So there's more capital. Um, there could certainly be a lot more, but up until about last year, there was very few. Mm-hmm funds that that the founders could go to uh, raise money from that wouldn't pressure them to um, increase revenue by doing uh, something in shitcoin land which if you're a bitcoiner who truly gets the signal understand that all all that is noise you you don't want to corrupt your company with that type of capital the amount of intellectual or uh mental debt that you have to provide just to even entertain the blockchain crypto land or even higher or um, it, it just it weighs you down even if the money is quote-unquote too good in my humble opinion and being able to be just Bitcoin focused and have the cap enough capital you don't need exuberant amount of capital you just need enough capital have a lean team and ship 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 um, we're gonna especially in this quote-unquote bear market um, I think we're gonna see a lot Builders build in the bear market and where I think we're going to see a lot of really cool stuff emerge. Oh, it's happening. I've seen it. Yeah. Hey, what's one really cool thing that you've uh, kind of been it's, – it's been on your radar that you're like, whoa, this is pretty dope. Um, Not to put you on the spot with one uh, specific thing. I but. mean podcasting 2.0 is just – just because I'm very intimately connected to it just because I've been leveraging it for more than a year now. But I mean that – it's not only podcasting 2.0 specific, but I think what podcasting 2.0 has really uh, opened people's eyes up to the different ways in which you can monetize content, um, not just podcasting, but there's people building um, companies around monetizing music in a similar fashion, uh, monetizing written content, mm-hmm. monetizing video content, companies like Vita, Wavelake, they're doing really cool stuff. Yep. Um, uh, Fountain. Fountain, obviously. Um, is really pushing the forward. I mean, that, that stuff fascinates me incredibly. I think it's always fascinated me. That's why Unchained um, has always been a sponsor of the podcast. They were the first sponsor, and I'm proud that they've supported me up until this point and um, will continue that relationship moving forward because they've always been one of the companies where I'm like, hey, these guys get it. They're They're building out these these new products the correct way, which is leveraging Bitcoin's native properties, specifically 
multi-sig if we do truly go to a Bitcoin standard. A lot of companies like BlockFi have been applying yeah. um, incumbent financial system models to Bitcoin where Unchained is uh, applying Bitcoin design to a new financial system. I want you mentioned the value for value podcasting 2.0 which is totally right. Like you as being an entrepreneur and building now three different basically companies or helping build three different companies in three different spaces. When young people come up and they're like, "Hey, where should I spend my time?" or what what's what one piece of advice you'd give me? Multiple revenue streams early on and often is so uh, important. You just don't want to be dependent on one person that just says, hey, I, out, you did great, buddy. I, I made some bad decisions. I got to cut you now, you mm -hmm. know, and so on. So um, that's mission critical. Multiple sats flows, freaks. And that's one area. And Tom, as oh, we got to get our uh, podcasting 2.0, like humming. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say we have to get it set up. I was like, I was going to be like, oh, it's not set up. Yet. No, no, no. We go. I mean, we got it loosely, but we got it. it. Just like a lot of things. Like, believe it or not, I mean, and Tom's like shaking his head. Like, I got this podcast, which is awesome. I love doing these. Uh, these are just like so therapeutic to me to like talk with my friends for an hour and uh, and we record it and then put it out in the uh, into the world, which is pretty dope. And then uh, doing some of the more passion like Pod 256 and uh, this week in Bitcoin and policy, it just now creating systems. And I'm actually curious, like especially, you know, we talk about your time, like how do you manage your time across all three of these? And are there any like, is there like one best practice you're like, oh yeah, you know, meditate for three hours, Rod, and you'll be rocking. Not <laughs> that, but uh, I don't know if there's like one thing you would, a uh, piece of advice. I'm not going to lie. This year, after joining 1031, starting Standard Bitcoin, we're trying – actually, in, uh, I started another company too, which has been in quasi-stealth mode, which is – we're calling it Scribsat right now, subject to change. But we're productizing our Ghost BTC Pay Server implementation oh, cool. and spinning that out for people so that they can connect BTC Pay, BTC Pay Server and Ghost very easily and monetize over the Lightning Network, their written content, their newsletters – it will be open source as well, but for people who don't want to download the code and do that from scratch, um, we'll have a, a prettier service for them. Beyond that, though, like it's been it's getting – I had my second child this year as well. Oh, <laughs> but God, most importantly, yes. I had uh, my second son joined us in the world, and so my life's been crazy chaotic this year. And I'm not going to lie, a couple months ago – uh, it was getting a bit overwhelming where like I, I really didn't have a good – I was just like waking up and like, all right, what do I need to do um, today? And like that for a while there after my son's birth, it was just like wake up. What do I need to do? Look at my schedule, yeah. like not really prepare um, uh, as well as I could have been. Um, and so like last month, I got back to something I was doing before I started the newsletter and as always starting the newsletter and the podcast – but I stopped doing it when my first son was born uh, almost three years ago, which is journaling every day, oh, writing cool. down and keeping a list. And for me personally, um, maybe it doesn't work for everybody, but um, just re-implementing that into my daily flow of I put the date down, the day, uh, the month, the year, and the price of Bitcoin. Uh, it's funny going back and reading my journals from like 2014, 2015 <laughs> um, and like what my thought – what my thoughts were back then. But yeah, and then I have like a notes section 
We're literally just like journal. It's like dear diary. Not dear diary, but like I try to remember what dear, I did. Dear what, Satoshi. Yeah. I just like try to put down on paper what I did the day before, um, what I did with my family, what I did with my business. And, um, and then like at the end, say like, all right, here's what I need to get done. And then create a to-do list. And that has helped me immensely get back into um, a clear head state to um, to handle all the balls that I'm juggling right now. I love that. I'm actually going to take some inspiration and get on journal. There's two things I want to do. I do a lot, uh, but there's two things I really want to do. Uh, one is journaling because people that say they journal, it's like a huge unlock and also uh, taking cold showers. I just cannot get my body into a cold shower like to save it's my gotta life. get past the first five seconds. That's I fine. know. I, Not that I cold shower every day, but yeah. But every it, once in a while, I'll be like, "All right, the, prove the, you're a man." Yeah, <laughs> <I know. laughs> I've done those like cryo chambers, which are fine. But it's just like I think it's like I have the option to have hot water here. I'm very privileged and lucky. Why the hell am I going to do a cold shower right now? <laughs> even though it's better for my body to like activate a bunch of stuff and it's like proven whatever. Um, but thank you for that. Honestly, like one person gave me advice on OMAD, one meal a day, and that, I've taken that to heart and it's changed me. One person say, told me about like hot yoga and now I'm doing like hot yoga to increase my flexibility and I've added that to my own personal system. Um, I need to figure out a way uh, and I'm going to hold myself accountable on this journaling side because you're not... Uh, you're one of many people I uh, uh, find for inspiration and look to. I'm like, oh, yeah, look, the output is there. And here's one of the inputs that he's used. Oh, yeah, like control C, control V, just copy. And by the way, that's another pro tip for anyone who's young out there, not only multiple revenue streams, go and look at people that are like real successful, not like, you know, have big followings and are just like influencers, but don't actually build stuff. Look at the people that have influence plus they've built stuff like a Marty and then figure out like, what are some of the simple things that they do day in, day out? And journaling is one. It's just like a no brainer. Yeah. It's, it's very simple too. And your journal doesn't have to be long every day. You just literally write three things down, then a to-do list, but it's, incredible how much it brings clarity yeah. in terms of because you can go back and you look it's like that when you're juggling so many balls in the air like there was like like over the summer beginning of fall there was like there was in, there was a couple instances where i completely forgot about a call or something i was like that's just um untenable uh, yeah. i have to get back to basics and uh, i was thinking like what could i do and i was like oh i should probably start journaling again because that helped me. I started when I was unemployed before I started the newsletter, um, just as a way to like think of new oh, ideas, cool. what to do. And it helped me, like it helped me out a lot back then, helped me get out of a rough spot and um, led me, I, I would argue, it was an integral part in leading me to where I am today, just literally having conversations with yourself on paper. I love that. Especially if those folks that maybe are recently laid off or looking for inspiration to go and find the next purpose uh, our next career move for you. This is a great way to start. Um, I'll, we'll jump into mining and I'm going to come back to this. So, okay, you got arguably the best Bitcoin-focused media company. You guys arguably have the best Bitcoin-focused uh, uh, investment firm. And now you're building a mining company. And I'm going to, you know, now we've already discussed this and it's public. Uh, you guys are mining in the great state of Tennessee. Yes, we are. I'm bullish on Tennessee. Let's go. Everybody's going to Texas. Even though I live there, I'm coming to Tennessee to mine Bitcoin. And I can't, and it, uh, you should make this clear. I I mean, I 
did co-found and get standard Bitcoin off the ground, I do play my part, but the engine behind standard Bitcoin is Tom. Oh, yeah. Big brain. Big. Uh, I love that guy. He's uh, You and him are going to come on Pod 256 right after this, and I'm, I'm super excited about that. Um, not to show the podcast, but like he um, – and I'll let you jump in right after this, but I want to say this about Tom. Tom's one of those guys. He came, I met him, I think a year ago or maybe a little bit longer than that. He's been in Bitcoin. You can see the, the dirt underneath his fingernails. He's been in it for a long time, on grid, off grid. And uh, he comes to our Bitcoin mining uh, meetups. Uh, I think he's been to every single one that we've done. And the amount of institutional knowledge that he has is amazing. And I'm just very lucky to call him a friend and also that he's uh, deciding to spend uh, a portion of his time, capital and reputation, uh, building mining infrastructure, or as he likes to say, grid st stabilization here in the great state of Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's. I love working with Tom. So we started working together. Right, He actually is the one who came to me while I was at Barstool. He read the newsletter, listened to the podcast. No way. He DM'd me and sort of dragged me into the mining world. Um, I was like, what are you doing? Uh, I know you're at Barstool, but you're obviously very into Bitcoin. Like you should be working in Bitcoin. And he sort of dragged me along into what came to be Great American Mining. And so we've been working uh, very closely since then. And uh, we learned a lot of lessons at Great American Mining. And I think one thing that Tom and I have in common is just we're – insatiably curious like when once like i never fell down the bitcoin mining rabbit hole until i got to great american mining and then once i was there and it was like let's learn about mining i, I dove deep down and tom's uh, very similar in that regard and so we were falling down the rabbit hole together learning about all the intricacies of, of bitcoin mining particularly off-grid up upstream on an oil and gas well and meeting people in the industry and developing relationships and um, when we both left GAM last year, we basically said, hey, like you're moving to Tennessee. There's natural gas all around you. Like We need to buy a hash hut, just do strand of gas for ourselves just to just to have that yeah. um, since we're not a great American mining anymore. And then that turned into a company. And now not all, we're doing off-grid stuff still with stranded natural gas wells, um, but then we've also stumbled into this on-grid play, which we're really excited about as well. Yeah, man. Even in this bear market where the hash price is like getting uh, uh, compressed quite a bit, it's similar to the going back to the in, uh, influencer VC, I think they're going to get washed out. Uh, and then there's going to be the really high quality, just in general, VC investors and, uh, you know, uh, venture investors that are going to be high quality high ethics, high morals, and then there and that they add uh, immediate value to the business and uh, have a, more of a lower time preference. Same thing is happening in the mining space. The folks that were like, oh, I can make this amount of money this quickly. Let's go and build and invest and do futures orders on uh, machines and blah, blah. Oh, by the way, let's go leverage our Bitcoin position. Oh, go, let's go leverage our ASICs. Oh, number just go up always and hash rate will stay kind of you know, steady. Um, I think those folks you we're going to see are going to get completely wiped out, and then you're going to see quality uh, miners like Standard Bitcoin, like Tom and yourself, continue to just hit those singles, hit a couple doubles, and then continue to compound and build and build and build. Yeah, 
No, it's mining. I mean, I wrote about it uh, earlier this week after the downward difficulty adjustment. It's ruthless capitalism. It is not for the faint of heart. There's so many different variables at play. There's so many uh, unknowns that you run into. There's so many punches in the face that you just have to be able to eat and keep on going. Uh, I I, I kind of butchered this when I was a guest on your pod. Uh, Not butchered it, but I was like explaining like how it's – a multi-level game of uh, different games like Go, chess, checkers, where you're playing simultaneously and you don't even know a couple games like uh, have the complete information on the rules of those other games and you got to play to win at all times. And that's Bitcoin mining. It is not for the faint of heart. Like, sure, the first step I would recommend anyone who wants to get into mining, go buy a, a piece of shit S9, Go and break it down, build it back up, plug it into your wall, you know, mine, put it, point it to a pool, you know, learn about Bitcoin mining. And then from there, when you know all those different variables from your electricity cost to the, you know, the efficiency of the miner to the amount of hash that it's generating to like the, you know, the difficulty adjustment, which you need to know inside and out as well. Um, then if you're like, okay, cool, I want to go and invest and build, a, uh, you know, or Go and get a hosted solution. You know, you could definitely look at that those trade-offs as well or go invest in a standard Bitcoin or build it yourself. Um, start start with the basics. Yes. And there's so much to learn. There's yeah. so many – again, there's so many variables at play and it's crazy how much I've learned. It's crazy how much you learn about the world via mining. You have to learn about energy. Learn about yeah. <laughs> off-grid, on-grid, different grid systems in the United States, different – when we were doing Great American Mining, like the whole concept of wet and dry gas was a bit foreign to me. But then uh, as soon as we're like prospecting new deals, like I'm, I suddenly become an expert. I'm like, all right, what's your BTU content? Like 1,500? <laughs> way too yeah. high. Yeah. No, get out of here. Get out of here. You learn about mineral rights. You learn about right away. You learn about pipeline connectivity. You learn about midstream, upstream. And then you get on on grid, you learn about um, like demand response, uh, like the intricacies of different substations and what's a good play and what's not. And there's just, again, it's an endless rabbit hole. Yeah, man. Uh, even you just mentioned a number of things that I don't even know about. Like, and again, there's, I want to say I've scratched, it's similar to Bitcoin and just scratched the surface. And it's like, you got to always. Bitcoin's ruthless. It's ruthless capitalism, as you eloquently just said. You gotta every single day do the work and and show up, which is just so amazing. You, there, Bitcoin is not a game where you can coast. No, and it's incredibly rewarding if you do. Um, can if you be fina- show up, yeah, absolutely. Can be financially rewarding up, but I'll just talk about the uh, the uh, fulfillment side of things. Like I feel extremely lucky that my life is. Where it is right now, my wife, my two kids, and then I'm able to work on something I'm extremely passionate about. It's cliche, but really doesn't feel like I'm working at all. Uh, I had a tweet, I think it was this morning, it was like, you know, wealth is uh, valued in time, not really money, and where you get to spend your time, where you, Marty, get to decide where you spend that time. So like, hopefully we sleep eight hours, let's say, on average, a night. So there's 16 other hours in your day. And where you're doing your quote unquote work, if it's not really work, um, is amazing. And you can say, let me shut this off. Let me go spend, you know, uh, an hour or an hour and a half walking 
and seeing the lights with my wife and, and son, um, not people dream of that, uh, freedom. And that is freaking awesome. Yeah. I mean, technically my job today was to wake up, hop on a flight and come talk to you. So I can't, can't complain. And, uh, and it'll be, I'm definitely coming to Austin as well as Matt and others. And, you know, you and Parker are going to come back, knock on wood up here in January for a mining meetup, um, which will be badass. So if anyone's curious about that, go to bitcoinpark.co and, uh, RSVP for that. Um, you know, uh, by the way, this, we've just ripped through this, which has been awesome. I'll, I'll close with, I can't thank you enough for having me on your pod. Like, Stop it. No, I, you always had an open invite. I told you that in like 2019. Yeah. I appreciate that. I didn't really have anything to talk about. Um, or I think was of value to the community other than me just like, you know, uh, you know, shouting from my, you know, porch or whatever. But, uh, the number of people, like I stopped DMing you screenshots of people reaching out and from that pod of like, uh, comments, uh, whether it was, you know, <laughs> me having more kids than Bitcoin to just talking about mining to uh, running a business on Bitcoin to people to the golf invitational, which we knock on wood still working on, which would be pretty, pretty badass. Very excited for that. Um, I just want to say thank you. It's like it, you know, people have numbers and uh, potential influence. Like these are people that really listen to your podcast and there's that feedback loop. I, I got to experience it firsthand. Um, so there's no real question other than keep doing what you're doing, man. No, thank you. And I mean, I want to be able to do it without the freaks, right? The audience, the people curious about Bitcoin. That's the way of you. Know, that's how the newsletter was the first thing I started. It was literally friends, family were curious about Bitcoin. I was like, oh, I know a bit about Bitcoin. I'll share my stupid thoughts about it and let me know what you think and if they're valuable. I'll produce more and just took on a life of its own. And I mean, Matt and I say it a lot in Rabbit Hole Recap. We come in week in and week out because of the community we've built, Rabbit Hole Recap, TFTC, similarly. And um, no, it's extremely humbling and gratifying just to know that people are getting value out of it because yeah. that's part of the reason I started it because I didn't have these types of resources when I was first getting into Bitcoin. You had to go on Twitter and BitcoinTalk.org and decide who you could trust and who you couldn't. And there were some shows, shout out to Vortex um, for uh, the Bitcoin News Show. And that was valuable. Obviously, Andreas had his thing, but it was a bit boring to me. And um, I wanted to bring my perspective. Yeah. Like, I, I like went to prep school, played lacrosse, like a bro's perspective, uh, a Barstool-like perspective on Bitcoin. And people have seen to like it and still like it, which is incredible. Well, keep crushing it, my man. Um, I get to now say, you know, you want to let the audience know where they can find you. <laughs> you can find, I mean... At Marty Ben on Twitter, tftc.io. Subscribe to TFTC. Definitely recap. recommend that. Yep. Um, it's funny, yeah. You can find me on the internet. Find me on the internet. Um, Marty, thank you so much for joining us. This was awesome. Rod, thank you. It's incredible to be here. We have to go record another podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Marty as much as I did. Marty's principled approach to money and investing very much reflect the principles present in Bitcoin. If you're enjoying the pod and want to automatically stay up to date, please like and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. 
make sure auto download is on. This would also mean the world to me. Lastly, come visit us in Nashville at Bitcoin Park. The Bitcoin community here in Nashville continues to grow stronger by the day. We hinted at a number of events, pop-ups, workshops, socials, meetups, and even launched Nashville devs here at the park. So if you want to be the first to know, join our meetup page at bitcoinpark.co. That's bitcoinpark.co. And check the show notes for this episode for a link to the Bitcoin Park Discord community server. We have over 200 folks in there. Until next time. 